Stimulation and bounce. Feel to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, "What's your secret?" Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everyone. It's Kate Spees here, General Manager of Well and Good. And I am coming to you from the middle of summer. So like me, I'm sure you have all seen a million messages recently from advertising on Instagram in various different forms telling you exactly how you need to look to have a beach body. Hi, I'm Charlotte and this is how to get a celebrity body. Today I have a little bikini bod shred. Struggle to lose weight with cycling. Make your waist small and grow your booty at the same time because that's really hard. Society and the culture in many parts will tell us that our bodies have to be very thin and honestly in most marketing very white to be acceptable at the beach, to wear a bikini, to lay by the pool and what a load of BS. I cannot believe that in 2021 after these bodies have survived a global pandemic that we are still in this place. So to explore this topic, I wanted to chat to two of my favorite people on Instagram, Katie Storino and my very best friend in the whole world, Jessica Vandalay, fellow Aussie and Curve model. I think it's interesting because in my little corner of the internet, it feels like we've made so much progress, but the second I step outside of it into what I would call the rest of the world, we've made no progress. Like literally Mm -hmm. like nothing is different. And I'm like, wait, what? Like this is still happening. I think that that speaks to the fact that you're able to curate what you see and what kind of messages you take in to an extent. For those of you that don't know Katie, she's an entrepreneur, body acceptance advocate and author of new book, Body Talk. She is awesome. Not only does she lend her voice and personal style to raise awareness for size inclusivity, but she really empowers women of all different sizes to find their confidence and also really discover their personal style. I've been told to lose weight at the doctor's office starting at age eight. 
And I was significantly smaller at that time. So I'm just saying that it seems to have been a standard practice that I've just been used to. And then there's little small things at the doctor's office, like the fact that oftentimes the robes won't close around my body. And then you're starting off in a bad place because you're just in this like weird robe that's open, like, you know, three inches, just like right at your vag. Uh, I think there's a lot of small ways that doctor's offices could be more realistic with their treatment. And then also individually, like woman to woman, we're still very far because I don't think that when you get into the average friend group, you have a very supportive place for body diversity. I think most people are still thin as it and that's it. You're now going to hear from Jess, one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Jess and I have known each other since we were 12. We grew up together and she is one of the most confident people I know. And honestly, she's always been like that, which is a huge feat because we grew up in an area where everyone was told they need to look a certain way in a cosy. Side note, that is a bikini. And that way was very thin and also at the time very white. I think first and foremost, because I had my foundational years, like as an early child growing up in New Guinea, I was just really given a sense of you have a working body. You know what I mean? And that is just something to be grateful for. Or at least your body works in a way that it makes you feel like you're not in any way inhibited. I do remember always having to cultivate a sense of, you know, appreciation for my presence in the world because I think growing up in Australia, as you would know, it was very ultra-thin, ultra-white, ultra-pubescent sort of ideals of beauty being held up constantly. So it was definitely for me a battle to try and find myself anywhere represented and you know to kind of group onto anything that I saw in in the media and that's talking about the old media where it was just a couple of magazines and a few shows on tv where you kind of see women of your age and then all of a sudden no one was looking like I was looking so it was always grasping onto different strands of representation where I would see someone oh they're not white or they're not so skinny or you know they're kind of have wavy hair like me and you would find those little bits of inspiration just to sort of see yourself in the world. Jess started to model when we were in our late teens and we were all super thrilled because we'd always thought she should be a model she is absolutely bloody gorgeous. I would say on the plus size spectrum of clothing, I'm on the smaller end. And, you know, i that's the criticism that a lot of curve models face is the fact that we are probably not representing the larger women in that category. But, you know, even I really struggled to get clothes pulled for me on shoots. I would see, you know, my thinner counterparts have racks and racks of clothes and then I would have literally... A, quarter even if that would be lucky and it was just wild because I was standing there with all these racks and it still doesn't get lost on me that like designers are now willing to lend and they don't think it's like an embarrassment to have someone who isn't you know a tiny 
stick thin girl in their clothes. I understand that brands can't cater to absolutely everybody, but there has to be some level of representation there. Nowadays, it's changed so much in the way that just the willingness of designers and people in charge to embrace the movement is definitely there. And I just think it's really been because it's a generational change. I don't know so much if the opinion makers up top when they were controlling the shoots and art direction and the marketing and stuff of, you know, 10, 15 years ago when I first started modelling, if they've actually changed their opinion on the way that we should represent people in campaigns or in fashion, I definitely think it's gotten a lot better, which is great. But I think a lot of brands still want a pat on the back for their progress. And I think really they should be issuing apologies. But I think it's truly just like, the pushing that came from the generation with social media saying this is completely unacceptable for you not to have me represented and I'm going to tell you over and over and over again until you listen to me. Social media, particularly visual platforms like Instagram and TikTok, get a ton of shit for promoting unrealistic body ideals and that certainly is true. Depending on who you follow, you can absolutely feel bad about yourself every second of the day that you're on social. However, Jess makes a really good point that it also is kind of incredible because it has allowed a level of representation that just didn't exist before. No one could have predicted that social media would be such a huge thing when we first signed up to Instagram all those many moons ago. I mean, it was just for fun and it's been kind of amazing how it has been really fundamental in just showing people that you don't have to look how your friends physically around you look to find some way of being inspired to just embrace yourself a little bit more, which I think is really exciting. But there is a definite toxic downside to the socials. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I feel like some women will follow Australian bikini models and they do it as like inspiration, thin inspiration, whatever you want to call it. And I find that that is such a toxic way of looking at your body, putting a body in front of you that really doesn't have anything to do with your shape, your anything. You have no idea what that person on the other end of the photo is doing to get that body. So I feel like that can be really bad. I think as well, it's just cultivating a sense of like, you don't always need to look out in the world to feel inspired and you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket and become completely obsessed with someone else, be a singer, celebrity, whatever. Like 
that you're feeling because I think there is a big part of this culture where we go around and kind of shame people if they disappoint us because we have built them up so much and all of a sudden, you know, when someone like Lizzo wants to, for her own reasons, lose some weight or exercise and try and promote that side of herself, it becomes all of these think pieces and everyone wants to kind of either raise her up or drop her. And it's just sort of like, just let people exist and let them get on with it. And I don't think that we need to constantly be putting our thoughts and feelings onto someone who is, you know, it's their life too. I don't even think a lot of us are aware of the way we talk to ourselves or the bad things we say. I also think I hear a lot from women who say, oh, that's great for you and you look so good, but I couldn't do that for myself. I couldn't wear that on my body. And it's funny when you actually, sometimes I'll do this, a follower will comment and say, you look great in shorts. I can't wear shorts. And then I go to their page and I'm like, I got to tell you, Linda, you'd look great in shorts. I think that we learn, unfortunately, from the women above us. It's the sisters, it's the moms, it's the babysitter, whatever. It's the women who who set the example for us of this is how you act as a woman. You talk about how you need to lose five pounds. You talk about how you need to fit into a bikini, how no one wants to look at you in these shorts. That's what it is to be a woman. And it's not any of those women's faults because this is just the way that we've all been taught and this is just the way that it has been. So you can't blame anyone for passing down those behaviors because that's just how women are taught to be women. And I think that that's why it's so important. And I talk about that in Body Talk. And I talk about my own mom and say, it's not the mom's fault. It's not my mom's fault. This is just us doing what we've been taught to do. And that is why it's so important to work on ourselves and make sure that we don't pass that type of behavior on because now we're starting to figure it out and it's on us now to change it for the future. Brands are being trained to listen now via social media. They're listening. I did just hear that Pinterest is banning all weight loss targeted advertisements, which I thought was very cool. And it's like CVS saying that they don't publish retouched photos. Like these are big steps by big companies to change the way that we are marketed to. And I think that that is a really big deal. When you hear a brand who says that they can't afford to launch more sizes, I would point them to some of these brands who are not very big or started off not big, but started off with a lot of sizes. So I I wear a lot of Veronica Beard, which is a higher price point. And I yeah. love that that brand really took it on. I also love Tanya Taylor. Um I think that there are multi-brand places like Co-Edition that do a really good job of sourcing new designers at um, more affordable price points. I and then it's interesting, like brands like J. Crew, like they they don't get it right all the time, but they really are working towards it, and they they're consistent and they're continuing to roll things out and like take feedback on the fit. Um, I think Madewell does a good job. Uh, Good American has done a great job right from the start. Mm -hmm. And I think um, even a brand like Hill House, like Hill House Home with their nap dresses, 
um, they launched with inclusive sizing right from the start. So how do we be a really good ally and advocate in this space? Katie had some excellent tips. I'm not advocating that you try to do some sort of cancel campaign. It's more that DMing a brand and saying, hi, I'm a size four and my friend can't buy your clothes and therefore I'm not going to buy your clothes anymore. Please consider making bigger sizes. Friends supporting friends, like when they are shopping, just even looking to see what size does this company go to on the small end and the big end? Just becoming more aware of the way that other people with different bodies might exist in the world. I think it's an awareness moment because you can actually just get perspective and then that helps bleed into better behavior. That kind of advocacy is really important and can be really impactful. As I spoke about up the top, Usually around this time of the year, I feel pretty despairing about the fact that women are still being told how to look and to only look a certain way. However, then I have a great conversation with Jess or I'm lucky enough to speak to someone like Katie and I feel uplifted and have renewed energy that we are moving in the right direction. At Well and Good from day one, we have always promised ourselves and promised our audience that we will not cover weight loss. We will not tell you to get washboard abs. We will not talk to you about a certain way that you should look. For all of our personal lives, I think it is just being really aware of how fashion is or isn't inclusive, supporting brands that are doing great things, and then uplifting and amplifying the voices of incredible people like the women you've heard from today. There was another meme that I think I've reposted or it's just come up a few times and it's like, you're not born to lose weight and pay bills. So true. We're not just here for that reason. We're here to kind of, I think, just find a little bit of enjoyment. Personally, I think a good thing for your confidence is have fun with the way that you look. Like, you know, experiment play, dress up, that's how you're feeling, being able to embrace a lot of different avenues and not just put all of your self-worth into one specific basket. I think sometimes it's everyone's a bit beige in the way that they, I mean, great if that's how you're feeling, but I just think you need to kind of mix it up a bit and be a bit individual. I just had to embrace a really open-minded view of how clothes are going to look on me, which is not how they're going to look on the mannequin. One thing about creating a sense of style was I had to be really flexible with how I wore things. And I would wear things backwards, I'd wear them not the way that they were intended to be. And I think I would just have to embrace that notion of if it spills, just let it spill. Like, you know, if you kind of have a little bit of your boobs are pouring out or you've got a little bit of a muffin top or if I'm kind of tighter on here, it's like, how it looks on a human body that's just not the size of all the models that you're using. My approach is to just be a bit unapologetic in how I exist in the world. And, you know, my existence is resisting, you know, all of that pressure to maybe be a different way. And, you know, that just comes with age. I watch myself change how I have maybe pandered to how I felt society wanted me to look or how I felt I should look in the world and now I can appreciate so much more that kids growing up these days 
yeah, they might know how to do their hair a bit better or they might know how to dress a little bit better for their shape because they get to see themselves a bit more. When I was 12 years old, 13 years old, I wish that I had social media so I could follow women like me or like the other women in this space where I could find inspiration and see myself and think, whoa, okay, like I exist in the world. That's pretty cool. And also you can see that we exist in this world of fake rules. Like we can and we can't do this based on these things that we've just absorbed and processed. It's necessary to have that self-awareness. And once you even start to want to have that self-awareness, that means you're one step in the direction towards change, in my opinion. And people ask me that, they're like, do you ever have bad days? I don't have bad days, I have bad moments. And I think that that's the difference that once you've got a good practice going on, you don't cancel the plan, change into your sweatpants and give up. I think that you look at yourself and then you put that nope into action and you can turn your day around or your hour around much faster. On today's show, you heard from Katie Storino and Jessica Vandelay. This episode was produced by Taylor Camille, Ella Dove, and myself, along with many other hands and minds at Well and Good. Please, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. This episode was scripted in part by Ellen Chamberlain, mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. Special thanks to Jess Friedman, Ali Short, Jen Snyder, and Cassie Wolf. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, What is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.